It's time to raise your voice. It's time to be heard. Because everything counts. Everything matters. Good news. Christian values. Alabama's Christian Talk Radio. With Greg Davis. Priority Talk. Hello, welcome in everybody. It is Priority Talk Radio. Greg Davis here with you. Nate Williams in studio with us as well. And I am glad to be back. Of course, uh, you haven't heard my voice uh, a whole lot this week, uh, except for a best of conversation. But I'm glad to be back with you live today here on Thursday afternoon. And uh, thank you, Nate, for uh, plugging in and uh, filling in and all that kind of stuff. Now the listeners don't hear thumbs up. I, well, hey, I'm glad to help. Okay, there you go. That works. <laughs> uh, go. I have been out and about. I've been traveling around. I was sort of supposed to be in and out this week anyway, and so um, that was part of already you know cooked into the plan. And then that got a little further complicated as I had some uh, family uh, hospitalization issues. Uh, that's all resolving itself. Uh, we we pray and thank the Lord. So uh, been kind of in and out of that as well this week with family. So, uh, but I have been, man, I, I like, oh, I've been everywhere, man. I've been not everywhere, but I've been a lot of places this week. So let me say hello and thank you uh, to uh, folks out in Blunt County, uh, up in, in the Aniana area. Then I was also in uh, Marion County uh, Tuesday night up uh, I-22 and had a great time there. And then I was in Fayette County yesterday as well there in, uh, in, and, uh, and had a great time there. Gosh, great restaurant there in Fayette where I had um, lunch yesterday. I'm trying to remember the name of it. I'll give them a shout-out. The the cafe there. Everybody will know what I'm talking about. The cafe in Fayette. Had a wonderful lunch there. And then I've spent a good bit of time in Jasper this week as well. So uh, been been all around and didn't get everywhere I was supposed to go. But um, anyway, been traveling the state and uh, good to meet a lot of the listeners. And, uh, and, and hopefully we've got some new listeners as well. So we're glad to be back with you today. And uh, Nate and I both in today, and we are uh, really excited to welcome in Joy Wassel to the program. And uh, Joy, it's your first time to be with us, and that's my fault, (laughs) because we've been trying to do it, and uh, it's just scheduling and, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, you hustling back and forth between Mm -hmm. your offices and all this kind of stuff. Uh, It's been kind of crazy, but Joy and I met, I guess, about a year ago, if Mm -hmm. not before that, about Mm -hmm. a year ago. And uh, we're, we're having some conversations that were much needed then and uh, I think are much even more needed now. And more things have come to light, mm-hmm. uh, I think, and that people are getting much more interested in some of what we want to talk about today. Uh, Joy is the founder and executive director of Decisions, Choices, and Options and uh, been very active in Tennessee now for about 20 years, mm-hmm. and in Alabama, parts of Alabama, for how long now? Since 2009. Okay, so a good long time as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. So we're talking to your people, mm-hmm. uh, you know, kind of north and central Alabama, north up into uh, south Tennessee, uh-huh. up I-65. 
So uh, this this is this is your group of folks. So uh, anyways, good to have you with us, Joy. Thank you for uh, finally uh, coordinating with me. You're welcome. To get it's good you to be here. here. And the timing could not be uh, any better. Now, let's just go back and tell a little bit of your story because you're a former former high school uh, educator, mm-hmm. and you began to see a need. Mm-hmm. I did. In 2002, my best friend from church um, called me one morning, and her daughter had just informed her that she was pregnant. She was 15, and um, having been a high school teacher, I knew what that looked like from that perspective, but I had never walked through it with someone as close as, you know, a dear friend from church. Mm. And um, at the time when it happened, I was actually a stay-at-home mom. I'd taken a break from teaching. My son was about two at the time. And so my friend just kind of asked me, will you step in and help with her because the daughter was, um, it was definitely one of those relationships where it was kind of like oil and water. The mom and daughter Mm -hmm. weren't getting along very well. My friend worked full time in downtown Nashville. And so I did. And so basically I learned during that time how um, difficult it is for a person that age to ascertain between truth and all of the misinformation and just the flat out false information that they're given by their peers and sometimes even by adults in their life um, when they are facing this monumental decision of what am I going to do? I'm 15 and pregnant. Um, And so she immediately, within two months, chose adoption for this child. She knew she wasn't in a place to parent. The baby daddy, as they say, was not in a good place, um, and she wanted to do what was best for the child, so she chose adoption, and what none of us knew during that time period was what she was enduring. It was really what we would call pretty serious bullying. Um, from the time she announced to her classmates and even her teachers um, that she was choosing adoption, all of the negativity that I didn't know at that time even existed. They were saying things to her like, you know, why would you choose to give your baby away? Why don't you love your child? That child's going to grow up to hate you. Um, I would have an abortion before I would choose adoption. Um, And so basically they just bullied her out of her decision. Um, She'd already chosen a a couple and met them, and it was going to be a great relationship. And um, so I think at that particular time, walking through that firsthand, I realized there is just such a lack of information in the school system to really give these girls and young guys i mean that's an equal decision really it should Mm be um and their families the help that they need to know the truth about what these options really look like all three of them parenting as a teen abortion and adoption and so i just simply called my former high school principal and said hey can i come in and and talk to the students about what teen pregnancy looks like and what the options are and he said come on and honestly it was an organic thing that just happened and the teachers really spread the word and that just that's how it grew and i remember being invited here to alabama Um, in 2009 to speak at a Choose Life Alabama conference. And after that, um, 
you know, it just kind of the pregnancy centers came up to me after the conference and said, how can we do this? Can we teach this program in our schools? Because this is a school delivered program. We go into the public schools and private schools and teach the material to the students. And so they began, we began training them. And um, so we've been teaching here in pretty much from Morgan County, Alabama, all the way down to the Dothan area. Um, And before COVID, we're teaching around 6,500 students in central Alabama and the North Alabama area. Yeah, and you, let me say this, you were living in Nashville uh, and Tennessee, uh, but you're from Florence. Yes, I'm from Florence, yes, native. uh, So we go, we we claim you. Yeah, well, I moved back. (laughs) And you're back here now. Yes, we bought a house in Hartzell three years ago. You split the difference. Yes, and so I'm back and forth between our Nashville office, which is our home office, and our Birmingham office. We now have an office here in the city. So, um, so out of this, born a ministry, and through this, you basically have, I, I'm going to say it, you probably wouldn't say this, but because you wouldn't brag on yourself this way, but you've become an expert in, uh, in sex ed uh, in, in our schools. Well, uh, for, I wouldn't have chosen that but occupation. <laughs> no, but it found you. It's not you. one that you well, willingly choose. No, it's not. But that's the uh, the beauty of it is yeah. usually these kind of things find you. You don't find yeah, them. Right. You don't right. go looking for it. No. It, it, it chooses you. Mm-hmm. The Lord chooses you. So mm-hmm. like when you said it just kind of happened, that's every great movement I see, that's the way it happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's not something people sit down and plot and plan. And right. there's a certain amount of that that goes into it eventually, but it when you look back on it, you're just like uh, my natural experience and walking with the Lord and being cognizant of his work in the world mm-hmm. brought me to this. Mm-hmm. But over the 20 years or so mm-hmm. of your work, mm-hmm. you've become an expert. Yes. And so and you've worked at it on the state level in Tennessee and now the state level in Alabama mm-hmm. and uh, in our ministry that I led for so many years, First Priority. We partnered with you guys Mm -hmm. on several different levels over the years, although you and I didn't know each other. We Mm -hmm. were partnering um, together as well. So I've seen the results of what Mm -hmm. you do, what Mm -hmm. what you provide in the schools. Um, But this sex ed education, uh, sex ed has become a a very hot topic lately. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, we've been talking about it for a long time here. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And, you know, now 1819 News in particular, they've been doing a great job of uncovering and putting journalistic credibility to a lot of what is mm-hmm. happening or mm-hmm. will be happening very soon in our state. I yes. tell folks, if you don't think there's some uh, corrupted stuff going on that you wouldn't like in your schools, um, you've got your head in the sand because mm-hmm. it either is or it's going to be happening mm-hmm. very soon. Mm-hmm. Is, that, is that a fair statement? That is a very fair statement. And I've watched it over the years. You know, when I first got into this, I just really, my heart as an educator and my heart as a teacher, just wanted to be able to provide good factual information to students so that they could make mm-hmm. good, healthy decisions about their life. Yeah. And um, that was really my whole purpose for this ministry in the beginning. And probably around 2010, 10 is when I started noticing in the Nashville area that Planned Parenthood's presence in the school was becoming a dominant force. And if you think about it, in 2009, when President Obama took office, one of the first things he did was to move all of the um, abstinence education money away from abstinence education into his new program called the Teen Pregnancy Prevention Program. And 
and it was basically comprehensive sex ed. Mm -hmm. And so that was when I began noticing. Now now listen, hear the word comprehensive. Uh (laughs) That means everything. (laughs) Yes. Mm -hmm. I mean. um, And the kitchen sink. Perverted and non-perverted. Okay, let's just throw it out that way. And we've we've broke down some of that stuff here before. I'm talking everything. Yes. To young ages. Yes. As well. Yes. That's the plan. And we that is a, the plan. That it is, is the plan. plan. Let's take a break. When we come back, I want to get more into uh, the history of uh, sex ed um, and help you understand to know where we're going and where we are. You got to understand where we've come from. And so you you started down that path, but let's do more of that. And uh, then also, uh, we want to point people to um, to your to your group, uh, DCO. Uh, Inc.org, D-C-O-I-N-C, D-C-O-Inc.org. And, of course, uh, that uh, stands for uh, Decisions, Choices, and Options, D-C-O-Inc.org. They have incredible curriculum that uh, can be taught to our kids that it teaches uh, sexuality in the proper way. Yes. Let's say it that way. All right, we'll take a break. We'll be right back. Priority Talk. One Point USA is a security company serving churches and businesses in the state of Alabama. Don't wait until something happens to protect your employees and your valuable property. One Point USA's experienced staff understands your security needs and wants to help you before a problem arises. From video surveillance to card access control and commercial security systems, One Point USA has got you covered. Call One Point USA today at 205-701-0191. That's 205-701-0191 or visit onepointusa.com. That's the number one pointusa.com. One Point USA. Be secure. Greg Davis here, and I want to remind you of Priority Talk's longest-running advertiser, and that's Today's Family Dentistry, your friendly dental practice conveniently located in downtown Coleman. Make your appointment to see Dr. David Kim, Dr. Key Tan, or Dr. Stephanie Young, along with an experienced and certified team of dental technicians, along with a friendly staff, I might add, who serve both children and adults with a wide range of dental services. That includes general and restorative care, along with the cosmetic enhancements to meet all of your family's dental needs. Today's Family Dentistry accepts Medicaid for children under 21, Blue Cross Blue Shield All Kids, and most commercial insurances. Give them a call today and make your appointment. 256-739-3337. That's Today's Family Dentistry located in downtown Coleman. Call today and make your appointment. 256-739-3337. Today's Family Dentistry in downtown Coleman. This is Jack Graham of PowerPoint Ministries, and you are listening to Priority Talk. We are back in, and we are continuing our conversation with Joy Wassel uh, with Decisions, Choices, and Options. Now, before we get too far, and some of you listeners get away from us, you guys have a great resource um, that people really need to check out um, that can that is set up to be used in schools, mm-hmm. but you also have programs that the family can use, mm-hmm. that churches mm-hmm. can use, mm-hmm. and you adjust them ever so slightly depending on 
and you guys go out and do trainings for parents on mm-hmm. how to talk about these issues. Mm-hmm. Just give a minute or two, if I hadn't already done it, on what people need to know if they go to your website, what you offer. Yeah, we have um, faith-based programs that we teach in the private Christian schools and in the church settings and the youth groups and the ministries. We also have a program for parents. It's called Parent Power, and we basically teach parents how to discuss these difficult subjects, Mm -hmm. but also we teach them the information that we're sharing with their kids because we feel like and we believe firmly that it's very important for parents to understand what it is that we're teaching so that they understand um, why? Because most people think, well, you know, absence education, that's just a given. But it's really more than abstinence. It's about their their online media more than ever. Mm-hmm. You know, the kids are not just getting information from a sex ed class in their school. They're getting it from their phone and their devices. And the organizations like Planned Parenthood and all of those who have radically different options um, as far as educational content and things that parents would not be happy with. With their children learning, um, they have all of the resources financially to craft apps for the phones and gaming devices so that they can have their messages going into the kids without the parents even knowing right. it. And so a lot of what we're doing in the last year or two since COVID is helping parents understand what they need to know in order to be proactive in their parenting when yeah. it comes to sex education. So churches can get a hold of yep. it, private schools yep. uh, and public schools. I mean, it's all out there. Yes. And I'll just tell you, guys, quality, good, solid mm. material. Okay, all of it. I, I, I'm on vouch for every bit of it. Uh, I've been exposed to it. Uh, we've been uh, a part of it. It's the real deal. So we encourage you to go to D-C-O-I-N-C, dcoinc.org. Okay, let's back up and talk more about this uh, history of sex ed because we've been doing a lot of stories and talking about what's coming and what's in our schools here Mm -hmm. in Alabama. Um, But you got to understand the history of this Mm -hmm. as well. So Mm -hmm. take us back maybe how far back you go, like to the 20s or so, and work your way forward from there. Kind of give us a quick overview, and it's a quick overview of, of... how this has happened? Well, most people think that this, the sex education and sexual revolution began in the 60s, but it actually get, began in the 1920s sure. with the people like Margaret Sanger, Alfred Kinsey, and a gentleman that many people are not familiar with, Wilhelm Reich. He was an Austrian uh, who immigrated to the U.S. and had some pretty serious Marxist um, ideology, part of the Frankfurt School, if you're familiar with that. Um, and so he belie- he actually coined the phrase sexual revolution because he believed that the way for Marxism to take over over our country was you had to destroy the family and religion first. And so you d- the best way he found to do that was through um, just a sexual revolution. Mm-hmm. And so that's where it all began. And then it just was um, fed and it grew through Margaret Sanger's work and Alfred Kinsey's work. Of and then Margaret Sanger founded founder Planned, Planned Parenthood. Like exactly. Eugenics and all that. I Eugenicist, mean, it, all of she those. She was a racist and yes. set out to uh, basically take out the, the black race. Right. She absolutely did. I mean, same time frame as you've got, uh, you know, Hitler doing right. his thing. Exactly. And he had one target. She had another target. Right. So anyway, yeah. go ahead. So in the 60s, in the early 60s, a former Planned Parenthood 
uh, director, Mary Calderon, she founded an organization called the Sexuality Information Education Council of the U.S., which is a long word. It stands for SECUS, and they wanted to focus on youth sexual education. So really, the I guess you could say the founding of youth sexuality ed- education was in 1964, and then it began to, to kind of permeate throughout the, the North and the West, and um, then in the 70s, it became pretty much a part of sex education across the country, some forms of it. Um, in the 80s, there was the debate over abstinence education mm-hmm. versus this other type of sex education known as comprehensive sex ed. And then in the 90s, through um, the Welfare Reform Act, because of the tie to teen pregnancy and poverty, the Clinton administration, through the Welfare Reform Act, funded competitive abstinence education grant money through the federal government. And that's when we started to see abstinence programs springing up all over the country. Um, And Planned Parenthood is the nation's largest provider of sex education. Um, So you have this um, dueling efforts on opposite sides of Mm -hmm. the spectrum with abstinence education and the Planned Parenthood version of sex education. And so that went on until pretty much Um, When the Bush administration took over in the 2000s, then abstinence became a much more funded program. Um, We never received any of those federal funds, but many organizations across the country did. And then when um, Obama was elected in 08, one of the first things he did in 2009 (laughs) was he completely switched all of the absence education money to comprehensive sex ed. And that's when... I began noticing in 2010-11 that Planned Parenthood was really moving into the schools in Nashville and Memphis, and I'm sure here in Birmingham as well. and if not them personally, their materials, because again, they are the largest provider of sex Mm -hmm. education materials in the country. And Planned Parenthood, their agenda is to get to see kids get pregnant. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, exactly. That's what they're about. Does, does, exactly. Does no one see the conflict of interest there? It's a huge conflict of interest. Does that, does that anyone is see their that? agenda. Yes, it is. Is to see pregnancy so they can have abortions. Well, you know, actually, in 1973, when Roe decision was was passed, um, the at that time, the head of Planned Parenthood was asked, "How do now that it's legal, how do you codify Roe in the hearts of the American public? And he said, one way, sex education. And so that pretty much is where we are now. Um, and it's very interesting that we're having this conversation because after the Dobbs decision came down, I started seeing in my email um, information about, um, you know, now more than ever, we need to refund and refocus on sexual risk avoidance and abstinence education programs. Well, yes, we do. But we've been needing to. Yes. But now it's it's brought it to light. Yes. And uh, it's on people's mind and they see it. Okay, um, let's take a break right there, and we come back on the other side, and we'll continue this conversation. If you've got questions, 205-941-1011, Joy Wassell with Decisions, Choices, and Options in studio with us. It is finally 
It's time for gospel singing and fun for all ages on November 5th at the Ryan's Creek Baptist Church Fall Festival. The fun begins at 3 p.m. with a special appearance at 6 from Brian Free and Assurance. The festival will be held at 24849 County Road, 222 Bremen, Alabama, 35033. Call 601-650-6283 for more information. The UAB football season is in full swing and tickets are on sale now to see your Blazers in action at Protective Stadium. Visit UABsports.com to grab your tickets and stay updated on all of the latest information about upcoming games, great promotions, and deals for the whole family. Single-game tickets start at just $20. Grab your seats today at UABsports.com. Don't miss a minute of the action. UAB Blazer football tickets on sale now at UABsports.com. UAB football, win is one. And now, back to Priority Talk with Greg Davis. My life be like... We are back in, and we're glad to have you with us today. Priority Talk, Craig Davis here with you. Nate Williams in studio with us. And Joy Wassel, our special guest, Decisions, Choices, and Options, dcoinc.org. We do hope that you'll uh, go and look at their website and look into all the great resources that they uh, they have for us. And, and I guess not the only uh, resource, but uh, certainly one of the best and uh, a leader in that uh, in that. Uh, part of education for the church, for private schools, for public schools. So go and check it out, dcoinc.org. Uh, we were just finishing up talking about what the goal of sex ed has been, mm-hmm. and that was to um, to gender a, uh, I, I guess, to um, to gender a society that uh, has a lot of uh, un- unwanted pregnancies. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we can have abortions because mm-hmm. that is the holy grail of, of, of it all is abortion. Right. Um, child sacrifice. And then also um, to uh, to make abortion so needed and so essential that we have to make it a law. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not been a law. It was a decision, a court decision. Mm-hmm. And people say it's been kicked back to the states now. And I've said that, but it's not it's not true. It was really just kicked back to the legislative process mm-hmm. to be dealt with in the states or at the national level. And what's coming from the national level, Joy, and, and the, you've talked about the Obama administration and the changes mm-hmm. they made, and maybe you want to go back to there a little bit. But what's going on now is just unbelievable, mm-hmm. almost. You you just could I don't even think – I think if Obama could have got done what – Biden's doing he would have, but he, he probably couldn't. He did. Everybody does what they can. Mm-hmm. But wow, what we're seeing now is unbelievable. Even to the point of withholding funds for for meals, you know, mm-hmm. for for a meal programs mm-hmm. for breakfast and lunch for mm-hmm. kids. If you don't implement our perverted sexual agenda, mm-hmm. I don't know. Just catch us up where we're at and what parents need to realize how this is coming to our state. Well, I think one of the things that we've learned over the past 20 years is that what happens in California and New York 
generally will get to our state within about five or ten years Mm -hmm. and that's been true i have absolutely watched it happen uh, particularly in the last decade the last 10 years i've been saying it here this is going in california get ready right right (laughs) you have to be ready you have to be ready and you have to be proactive and that's one of the things that i think we don't do a good job of is being proactive we tend to be very very reflexive and how did this happen um and you know especially now in the culture that we're in now everybody is so distracted and so busy and you know everybody has their hand on their phone at all times and we've kind of taken our hand off the wheel if you will of our children and um, one of the things that we have on our website is a parent resource page there's an entire section of our website that's just parent resources and I know there's ministries here in Birmingham that we work with Um, you know pornography addiction is now something that children are being treated for um, you know because you can access anything on a phone and if a parent doesn't realize that that child has access to anything that's on the web just by even an accidental typing yeah. of a word mm-hmm. um, or on TikTok and places like that it's just going to find them absolutely I mean, they don't have to go looking for it well it's- and and i met a lady in tupelo mississippi that her child they're doing ai and targeting yeah. based on bone structure in the games of children and pornography's coming in through a child's game and if a parent picks up the phone or the device and looks at it it goes it's it's not there and so there's a lot of intentional wow, I heard that one. yes I mean, absolutely I know artificial intelligence yes but i've yes. not heard that particular yes. application yes wow. she um she was so it knows if it's the child yes or not. it can detect the by the bone Boy, structure evil will go to any length yes it will and so parents wow. i think when my son's 23 and i think you know when he was in middle school that was when everything was just beginning to kind of come out um with some of the gaming devices and those sorts of things um but now it's almost in everything everything that our kids have access to Mm -hmm. and so we have resources on our parent uh, page where you know you can go to and have bark installed on all of your devices and various different things Um, so you know being reactive in today's world is very very dangerous so that's what we talk about in our parent power programs that we do in churches and community organizations and we're doing a lot of them now in elementary school parent groups which kind of shocked me because I tend to think this is more of like a middle school, you know, high school type thing. And now kids in middle in elementary school are using their phones during the day at school and accessing inappropriate material or they're using it at home. And so Jordan, um, wouldn't we think by now that all parents would realize the danger mm-hmm. and, and grandparents mm-hmm. that are raising kids mm-hmm. would realize this but they don't no they don't do they not know or just don't care which is it I, surely they know i don't think they really think M- maybe it's coming the, into their phone maybe not the full extent right. but they've got to know it's accessible right and there's a program called wait until eighth that we really promote and it basically says don't give your child access to a smartphone or a device an ipad or whatever mm-hmm until at least eighth grade and that that campaign actually tries to get parents to take a pledge and their child to take a pledge that they won't allow social media into their child's life until at least 16. 
because the bullying, the cyberbullying, oh, and just all of the ridiculous. dangerous material that their children are being exposed to. And when you wonder, like the other night on the news, they said one county um, in Virginia, I believe it was, or Baltimore, Maryland, had a 562% increase in the number of children with gender dysphoria. No, yeah, no. So, you know, Not you surprised. think, well, we, we've come from dealing with teen pregnancy mm-hmm. to now dealing with children in kindergarten and first mm-hmm. grade being exposed to material um, such as the gingerbread person mm-hmm. yeah, and various I, yeah. other curricula that share, you know, I went to it's a the training. Uni- it's the unicorn now. The unicorn because person. people kept saying yeah. gingerbread man, and they couldn't no. have that. No, 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 no. no nobody would say no. gingerbread person, so right. they moved it to the unicorn. The unicorn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I actually went to a training in Nashville a couple of years ago, and it was for private Christian schools. And this lady out of Massachusetts came in and trained the largest private schools in Nashville, Tennessee, on how to implement comprehensive sex ed into their health education programs and one of the first things she said was gender is not what a doctor determines at birth mm-hmm. oh, yeah. that was her first premise mm-hmm. right out of the gate well mm-hmm. and that's exactly going back to education that's exactly what our teachers are being told in their continuing education right now right and so people are worried about what's in the curriculum and i'm like it doesn't have to be in the curriculum. If it's in the teacher, they bring it to the classroom right. with them. Right. It's like CRT. It doesn't have to be in the curriculum to be taught in the classroom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If the teacher embodies that and has been trained in this, they bring it to the classroom with them, and mm-hmm. it's built into their method of teaching mm-hmm. and who they are. Mm-hmm. So the the curriculum is important, mm-hmm. but that's important as well to realize because they're being taught that. I have teachers send me stuff. And go, this was in my, because it's online, and that this is in my continuing education. Listen to this. Mm -hmm. Look at this. Mm -hmm. And you go, oh, no wonder teach. And so they're taking it to the school and affirming what the kids, their their confusion. And then they go to the school, and sometimes a teacher is the first person they talk to, that they let their guard down to, and the teachers take them. And, boy, it's off to the races, and the parent doesn't even know. Exactly. And that's one of the things that we really work hard to establish with the school systems that we provide our programs to is that the parents need to be notified. We're very, very um, diligent about making sure every classroom teacher where we teach our programs has sent home the parent permission form that describes exactly what we're going to cover in the classroom, and that gives the parent the opportunity to say, I'm okay with this or I'm not okay with this because ultimately that's the parents decision to make it's not the school system's decision to make it's the parents yeah. and if the parent chooses not to read it or you know they're they're not interested that's a different issue but we're very vigilant about making sure that parents have access to the knowledge of what we're going to cover because we're covering the hard topics we're covering you, you material do. that um, relates to um, optimal health which optimal health mm-hmm. is what we all want for our kids well, I know y'all do a lot on STDs and things like that in the material, um, and 
not too many people are talking about that. <laughs> right, right. It's not a fun subject matter to discuss. Um, but you know, and the people that want them to go out and be active, they're not going to talk about. Oh no, that. no, 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 no. They're no. not going to tell them that part no. of it. No. Well, we we've changed it from diseases to infections, mm-hmm. and you know, kind of watered down. Um, there's an organization in Tennessee that um, tries to come into the schools, and um, fortunately for most of our school systems where where we're teaching, the teachers choose us and prefer our programs mm-hmm. over theirs. Um, but they try to um, mitigate any of the consequences of being sexually active and that's really what comprehensive sex ed does it's not comprehensive like if you want insurance you want comprehensive insurance you want to cover every possible ding and dent you can get on your car that's not what we're talking about with comprehensive sex ed comprehensive sex ed sexualizes children Mm -hmm. to any form of sex Mm -hmm. and they're going to mitigate any potential outcome by saying well we have condoms we have birth control we have abortions we have whatever Um, but is that optimal health i mean even the alabama course of study for health education on the cover of the page says that alabama is committed to optimal health for their students so optimal health is not to have to deal with all of these hard difficult consequences and the chaos that ensues when we make poor choices optimal health is to understand you know i have and we tell this to our high school students you know even in middle school you know your parents are giving you a little more freedom now you're going to be making some decisions that mom and dad are maybe not going to know about well those decisions are literally laying the foundation for the rest of your life and so do you have all the information you need to know because you get to choose the choice but you don't get to choose the consequence. Right. The consequence follows the choice. So have you really explored and understood what all of these consequences that you're being presented with these choices? Like, I can do whatever I want to. I can be whoever I want to. Well, what is the long-term consequence on your emotional health, your physical health? In high school students, particularly boys, when it comes to sex, they're like, I can't afford to have a baby. And so your, your financial health, mm-hmm. um, are you going to be able to complete college or high school? Those are all issues that have to be explored. And so teaching them about the benefits and the, the wonderful, optimal health that can be had is much more important than teaching them how to do things that are dangerous and not healthy for their lifetime. They're going to suffer from that for the rest of their life. Now, Joy, in Alabama, any sex education has to uh, include abstinence, right? It has an emphasis on abstinence, yeah. yes. So how do how does the these other groups, that how do they get around that? Is it just a little bitty piece of it? I mean... How, how do they work that? Well, there is a little area of... Because they're not going to really teach abstinence. That's not going to be Oh, their, no, 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 no. That's not going to be no, their... No, 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 no. <laughs> no the thrust of their... They're going to mention the word. Yeah. And yeah. They're, they're going to say the actual, you know, abstinence is 100% the only way to avoid yeah. any type of outcomes, you know, that are negative. But we know that's not realistic. Is right. that what they do? So, so what they're going to say is they're going to say, however, we want you to be able to freely explore your sexuality. And that's your sexuality from kindergarten through 
the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. And so whatever you, it's all about how um, the child feels and, and their big issue is that children should be able to have sex whenever they feel it's appropriate. Mm -hmm. And so that can be at seven if they've been exposed yeah. to pornography. It can be at 13. Um, it has nothing to do with relationship. It has nothing to do with marriage. Um, as a matter of fact, marriage has been thrown under the bus, as we all know. Um, and that's just something that is never discussed in a comprehensive sex ed program. Marriage is never even brought up. Um, and we talk about sex as being part of a marriage relationship, and that's where it was designed to be. Um, and that's where you have the least amount of well, let's, negative outcomes. Let's talk about when we come back. Uh, let's let's answer the, this question. Why is this program not being taught in every school, offered in every school? Okay. And, and these others are becoming more and more and more prevalent in mm -hmm. our schools. Mm -hmm. That's a good question. Good I bet question. a lot of people out there are going, yeah, I'd sign up for that. <laughs> All right, uh, we'll be right back. 205-941-1011. I know you guys are enjoying listening. You're learning. But if you've got a question, call us. Priority Talk. Scale your business with a dedicated team of experts. A marketing vendor focuses on profit. A marketing partner focuses on your business. With Dot Edison, there is no more taking only serving. Feel great about your marketing with Dot Edison. Call them at 205-332-3728 or go to their website at dotedison.com. This is Greg and I want you to know about my friend Jeff Harding and Alabama Reliable Roofing. Your local roofing expert since 1998, Alabama Reliable Roofing provides residential and commercial clients with exceptional roofing services. Jeff and his experienced team are well equipped to provide repairs and installations of shingle and metal roofs. Look, I know the importance of a roof and that it's one of the biggest investments you make in your home, place of business, or church facilities. Alabama Reliable Roofing understands this as well and has the experience to work with your insurance company in case of storm damage. So whether your roof has suffered from storm damage and needs repairs, or it just may be time for a new roof, you need an inspection to determine the next steps. Company owner Jeff Harding is waiting on your phone call and will be personally involved with every job. Call him at 205-369-9630 for a no-obligation conversation and a free estimate. Look at their work on the Alabama Reliable Roofing Facebook page and then call Jeff at 205-369-9630. Alabama Reliable Roofing, 205-369-9630. Hi, this is Pastor James Ward, author of the book Zero Victim. You are listening to Priority Talk with Greg Davis. And we return, continuing our conversation with Joy Wassel as we uh, talk about this um, serious, serious issue of uh, the attack that our kids are under mm -hmm. uh, from... You know, just the the left, I guess, is one way you could you could start you could uh, you know summarize it. You could say it so many different ways. But from people that 
do not have their best intentions in mind. In fact, they have their worst intentions in mind. Mm-hmm. And uh, Joy and uh, her organization, Decisions, Choices, and Options, uh, dcoinc.org, out there trying to make a difference in the schools and uh, and, and give an alternative mm-hmm. to the schools, but also our churches and our private schools uh, with great uh, education opportunities for our kids and for parents and for ministers all the way across the board mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. now but in particular talking to the schools uh, we see we've, we've, we've talked about it here all this money being funneled to these groups that are teaching all of this perverted stuff comprehensive everything mm-hmm. um, they're getting all this federal money and you're not getting that federal money no way why would you not get that federal money to teach a sex ed program? Why do they get it and you don't? Well, because we I know, but I want you yeah, to tell everybody. Well, we don't align with the values that are being taught mm-hmm. currently. We were funded through the State Department of uh, Health in Tennessee for eight years through a sexual risk avoidance abstinence education grant mm-hmm. that um, started back in the 90s and continued. Um, However, in January of 2021, we were made aware that the new grantees would be, or the new program that would start in September, would require that all grantees list a multitude of gender identities on the student survey that each student had to complete. And so there you go. No. No. We were out. No. Um, So you lose that funding. Right. It was $100,000 a year. Mm -hmm. And it covered pretty much our counties. When we received that grant money in 2016, we added in the Alabama tier counties of Tennessee from Wayne County, Lawrence County, Giles County, across I-65, over to those counties up above Huntsville, Mm -hmm. Uh, Franklin County, Moore, Grundy, um, Coffee County, and we added those counties in to our service area. Um, and now we're we're just you know really trusting that that our donors are going to come through and support the ministry so that we can continue to providing services to those seven counties across uh, the southern portion of Tennessee. And then obviously now that we are in Alabama with an office in Birmingham, we're looking to do what we have done in the past, which is through our pregnancy center partners here in the state of Alabama, have taught our programs in the classrooms. And, you know, now with with the Dobbs decision, our all of my friends in the pregnancy care center world are just overwhelmed with the amount of work and everything that is coming into their centers and and the workload that they're having to accomplish Um, and so we're wanting to take some of that pressure off of them and be able to provide our direct service into the schools of Birmingham and and Mm -hmm. basically North Alabama and Central Alabama. And before you had sort of done it to some degree with volunteers but that's not the best way to do it. No, it is not. You need professional people right. who know what right. they're doing and have right. the background, expertise, and uh, and the time exactly. to do it. Exactly. And volunteers, you know. So, to a great degree, tell me, when you guys were able to go into a school, you basically send somebody into school and they go stay all day long. Yes. So we're it's hard in, to get volunteers yes, to do that. Yes. That's and, my point. And that's been the problem. They'll with, teach one class after another. Exactly. They're going to teach because typically health education or even in the middle school program, they're going to be there three or four class periods mm-hmm. out of the day. We don't do big assemblies. We go into the classroom mm-hmm. and teach in that individual teacher's classroom. And for the most part, 
95 to 98 percent of our teachers are so excited that we're there because this is a subject that they don't want to talk about. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a controversial subject. It's one that they know they can get in trouble over. And, you know, typically a health teacher is going to be the basketball coach or the volleyball coach Mm -hmm. or and they're not the expert on teen pregnancy or sexual risk avoidance Mm -hmm. and abstinence. And so they really depend on us to be there and to be that expert. I'm going to cut you off before we run out of time because you've got at a, uh, a an event coming yes. up in Hartsell to, to help raise funds for all of this area. Yep. Uh, so tell people about it real quickly how they can get involved because you're looking for individuals, churches, sponsors, anybody because you're trying to make up some difference of money to get this out there. Yes. So tell folks about We're it. We're having a parent power event at West Hartsell Baptist Church on Sunday night, October 23rd from 6.15 to 7.30, and the ladies of West Hartzell, who are excellent cooks, are going to be providing dessert and coffee and hot apple cider, and we're going to have a very um, open and honest conversation about what parents need to be doing to proactively protect their children, not only from sex education that might be coming in through their school system, but also what their kids are exposed to online. Yeah. Now, that's a good event. Will this help you raise funds? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. And our website has a donate button. So anybody can go to our website, and it generally costs us about $30 per student to provide the services to a school. And so our monthly donor program, our Life Preservers program, um, starts at $30 a month. That's pretty much same cost it is it was with us with me at first priority yeah that's just what it cost yep if you want to reach a kid it's thirty dollars yeah i mean we can do it that's cheap it is because look the money they're pouring in the the government's pouring in through the state yep and into tennessee and then tennessee is a is more down the wrong road than alabama is but we're following we're catching up quickly quickly if we're not careful quickly because what you're seeing happen in tennessee is beginning to happen is here. Is now happening here. And, of course, that's what happened in California. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and somehow it gets through Memphis to Nashville, and then it winds up in Alabama. Yeah. Um, Travels so down I-65. It, it does. And so, uh, look, get involved, folks. Um, uh, D-C-O-I-N-C, D-C-O-Inc.org. And you can just go there and donate, get involved, have them out to your church, mm-hmm. give a nice honorarium, have parents maybe pay something to come and be in, be in your classes, all that helps. Mm-hmm. If you can help them in the, if you can have them in your church, that helps them get to schools mm-hmm. as well. All right, we've got to go. We'll be back. We might get you to hang around. Stay with us. We've got another hour. Stay with us. Hey, this is Greg. And ever since the first time I visited Israel in 1999, I've encouraged others to also experience the land of the Bible for themselves. I'm wondering if you've ever dreamed of visiting the Holy Land and walking where Jesus walked. If so, why don't you pray about touring Israel with me in the summer of 2023? We will experience a 10-day pilgrimage that will include visiting biblical sites around the Sea of Galilee and actually taking an inspirational boat ride on the same waters that Jesus walked upon. We will also visit the holy sites in the city of Jerusalem, including Golgotha and the Garden Tomb. You'll also experience the Dead Sea and many significant Old Testament sites. The Bible will come alive to you like never before. Are you interested at all? Email me. Greg at PriorityTalkRadio.com and I'll share with you much more information about this trip of a lifetime. Email me, Greg at PriorityTalkRadio.com for more information on traveling with me to the Holy Land in summer of 2023. And I want to worship you are the victim. 
We're back in here on your Thursday and glad to be with you. And uh, we continue from last hour a conversation with Joy Wassell uh, with Decisions, Choices, and Options, dcoinc.org, dco, Decisions, Choices, Options, dcoinc.org. And uh, we want you to go to her website and uh, get involved with what they're doing. Um, Have them to your church, to your uh, homeschool group, your parent group, whatever it is. And that that also helps them get into the public schools, okay, with um, the right kind of sex education, okay, for parents who want to allow their kids to opt into that. Um, they've been doing this now for 20 years, mm-hmm. uh, started in Tennessee, has, have come to Alabama, been in Alabama a long time now. Um, but, of course, uh, under the current administration, very difficult to get funding. Uh, you know, they're funding all the perverted groups out there. Mm-hmm. You don't have to say that. I will. Uh, they're funding all the perversion that we've been covering here on the show with Pat Ellis and mm-hmm. you know, a week or two ago, and I've been talking about for years they're funding all of that, not funding groups like this that are going to emphasize um, healthy, mm-hmm. you know, uh, family-oriented, mm-hmm. abstinence-based education, sex mm-hmm. education. Um, so we've been breaking that down last hour. Uh, we, of course, are on Facebook. You've got a live video, though, video you could go back and watch. Uh, give us just a little while this evening, and it'll be up on our podcast as well. You can go back and listen to all of this as she outlined the history of sex ed uh, really in America over the last hundred years, uh, how we've gotten to where we are now, which is just uh, very sick where we are, um, and uh, what we can do about it, and some resources that are available. So um, let's just sort of continue this. I know we'll have a lot of new listeners, Joy, so okay. let's just kind of reset. Uh, you were a public educator and mom and uh, had a incident in your life with a friend and their daughter where they realized uh, you realized how difficult it was for a young girl that became pregnant Mm -hmm. there weren't a lot of resources a lot of help Mm -hmm. so you sort of set out to go what can I do Mm -hmm. and here we are 20 something years later (laughs) uh, still doing this and um, how 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 in the dark you know y'all are teaching parents all over just how in the dark are parents um to the issues that their kids are facing in in, in these uh, areas. Well, one of the statistics that we share in our Parent Power Program is that only 15% of parents are aware of what their children are doing online. 15%. 15%. Now, aware. What t- kind of can you define that for me a little bit more? What aware, is aware of means? the content that they're being exposed to, okay. and the content that is coming in. It's almost like, and you know. 10 years ago, this wasn't the case because everybody did not, every child did not have a smartphone in their hand. But now it isn't just coming from traditional sources such as the sex ed program at school or um, the community organization right. after school. It's coming in through any device that they have, through their gaming devices. It's coming in uh, through their social media. Well, and you shared something I had not heard that these gaming devices are using uh, artificial intelligence yes. to know if it's your child or not yes. that's looking and when you yes. as the adult go look at their phone you don't see what they see right wow I and mean, I, learned, just... I learned that actually by accident I, I was friends with a gal on Facebook and she shared this mom's story from Tupelo Mississippi and the mom just would give her daughter as a little perk for doing her homework 30 minutes to play on the iPad 
while mom's cooking dinner at night. And so the child's sitting there at the kitchen table playing a game. I think she was six at the time. And all of a sudden, she slammed the device down on the table and said, I don't think I'm supposed to see that. And when she described what she had seen on this game, it was basically a a sex act. And so the mom was mortified and couldn't figure out how it had happened because it was just a typical little game that most kids play at that age on somebody's phone or what have you. And so when the dad got home, they started researching, and he worked in IT. And so he, they couldn't get it to pop up. And so the dad said, go get a picture of her. And the minute they put the picture close to the mm. camera, the video popped up. And it, it was truly what the daughter had described. Wow. Um, and so after hearing that, we began researching. And, and that's actually because all of these organizations, you know, pornography is such a huge Industry and mm-hmm. the earlier that they can get our children exposed yeah. to that and addicted to it, the less likely well, they're going to lose them. You're going right where I wanted to go because I was going to ask you as, as long as you've been in this, and of course I was in you know youth ministry and training mm-hmm. youth leaders and stuff for you know 30 years. Um, we used to have some numbers we would show that said basically if you allow your child to start dating at age mm-hmm. 12, right. Here's you know the percent chance they're you know it's like they're going to be involved in a pregnancy, mm-hmm. 13, 14, 15, 16. And the longer they waited to start dating, the number was so drastically lower. Mm-hmm. By the time they got to 16 or 17, it was almost if they waited till then, it almost was just didn't happen. Mm-hmm. If they start young, it ramped it up. Yes, okay. it does. So, are those stats you you know those yes, stats? Yes, remember it's those. Absolutely stats. true. Okay. So I'm thinking the same thing with this, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm going to go a, a, a step deeper. As a parent or grandparent, you know, that's playing the role of a parent, if you put your child in front of a screen from the time they're three or four years old all the time to pacify them in the car, at a restaurant, yes. wherever you may be, to pacify them, that screen becomes so normalized to them, they become addicted to it, really. And they may not be looking at anything wrong at that point. Maybe you've done a great job. Maybe mm-hmm. you've got them totally, you know, you've got it locked down. You've done a wonderful job, and they're not being exposed to anything. Let's just say that. Um, you know what they're watching. Um, but they become so addicted to the screen that it's going to get to them sooner. And the chances of them getting deeper in and into stuff that you don't want them into is going to the, the chances are going to be much much greater because of how early they started on a screen yes. even if it was innocent i just don't think you can normalize the screen so early am i hitting on two things that if you let them start dating at this age that goes up if you start them on a screen real early the chances are going to go up as well. Do you exactly. think? Do you think so? Oh, absolutely. Does that analogy make sense? Absolutely, because Awaken Ministries here in Birmingham. I've spoken with Greg, the director of that that program, and you know the exposure to pornography happens so quickly, 
and it ramps up. It's so different because I hear a lot of people, particularly dads, will say, well, you know, I was exposed to pornography and I'm not addicted to it, whatnot. Um, but generally, what the kids are seeing now is not at all no, what their dad saw. I mean, we're talking video mm. and it, it's something that's embedded and their their brain isn't developed. And yeah. that's what Greg talks about in, in his um, one of his programs is, you know, when the brain is not fully developed and it's exposed to all of yeah. that dopamine being released. Yeah. Which it's not until early, mid-20s. Early yeah. 20s. So it rewires mm-hmm. their brain. Sure. And one of the things that but we the are... the rewiring cons- is going to even begin on the screen at yes. an early age. Yes. It, their yes. brain is being wired yes. for the screen and that's going to addict them to the screen. And if they're addicted to the screen, they're going to be on the screen and it's going to get them sooner. Exactly. And it's going to hit them harder exactly. because they're already there's already a pathway there for it. Right. And one of the things that we teach in sexual risk avoidance education and abstinence is this concept of self-regulation and impulse control, which if you just turn on the news any night and you're going to see the results of what happens when a society doesn't teach children Mm -hmm. impulse control and self-regulation. You know, think about any job or any relationship that, that you would ever have throughout your life. Can you say that you can have a healthy relationship, a friend, um, a family member? Can you have a healthy job relationship if you don't have self-regulation or self-control? Yeah, no. You really can't. And so when you talk about teaching comprehensive sex ed, where basically it's just, you know, do whatever you feel like. Your feelings are the the ruler of your body. Um, Don't worry about it. There's a pill for it or there's a product we can provide you. Just do whatever feels good. That has nothing to do with the real way that human relationships work. And so when we're not teaching children self-control, whether it's giving a child a phone at three, four, five mm-hmm. to keep them busy while you're in the grocery store or yeah. whatnot, or it's when they're in middle school and high school and making decisions mm-hmm. about, are you going to allow them to date at 12, 13, 14 years old? Are you going to allow mm-hmm. them to do things that probably yeah. would entice them um, to be able to expose themselves it's, it's to just, things? It's just, I guess, a principle of early exposure. Yes, it is across the board yes you just can't you got to delay exposure um like like you have to teach kids delayed gratification they mm-hmm. have to you have to teach mm-hmm. delayed exposure yes yes <laughs> uh, and then what happens is they're exposed and then if they go to school and they get one of these classes of uh these perverted sex ed classes that just sort of um formalizes everything that they've seen that they're kind of like eh, i'm not so sure that phone that's not you know maybe but when they go to school and see it and, and from a credible person in a curriculum or from a teacher who's mm-hmm. a, an authority and they see it presented in that way as perverted as it may be it legitimizes it to mm-hmm. them it, it's like just puts it just drives the nail home and closes it down and tightens it up this is the way it is mm-hmm. and so I, to me that's sort of what i see i don't think the sex ed is altogether the early exposure it mm-hmm. is for some maybe mm-hmm. i think more than anything it's what closes the deal right. for them it exactly. legitimizes it, makes it um, authoritative. Right. Well, so yeah. many of the things that are coming in on their phones, particularly at early ages, are cartoons. Yeah. And it's coming through there. Yes. I played some of the cartoons yes, here. Yes, the Amaze. The Amaze cartoons. It. I played it on the yes. air, what I could. Yeah. All right, we've got to take a break. Half hour left. If you've got questions, 
you need to ask them. You got you, you got the expert here. I called her an expert earlier. She's not <laughs> really crazy about that, but she is. 205-941-1011. It's time for gospel singing and fun for all ages on November 5th at the Ryan's Creek Baptist Church Fall Festival. The fun begins at 3 p.m. with a special appearance at 6 from Brian Free and Assurance. The festival will be held at 24849 County Road, 222 Bremen, Alabama, 35033. Call 601-650-6283 for more information. The UAB football season is in full swing and tickets are on sale now to see your Blazers in action at Protective Stadium. Visit UABsports.com to grab your tickets and stay updated on all of the latest information about upcoming games, great promotions, and deals for the whole family. Single game tickets start at just $20. Grab your seats today at UABsports.com. Don't miss a minute of the action. UAB Blazer football tickets on sale now at UABsports.com. UAB football, win is one. And now back to Priority Talk with Greg Davis. My life be like... We return and we continue our conversation with Joy Wassell, uh, Decisions, Choices, and Options, dcoinc.org. Yes. And I almost doubt the dot org. And uh, we're talking about uh, sex ed. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, this they've got great content for your church, your homeschool group, your private school, and our public schools, which mm-hmm. is where it's needed. You know, um, we've got this evil stuff that's coming our way. It's being pushed from the federal government down through the state. Hopefully our legislators and our school boards are going to be wise enough to cut this stuff off and say no to the money i'm not sure enough of them will be i think some will be wise enough but maybe not enough you think probably not enough not enough yeah Mm-mm. and all they got to do is just get in some places mm-hmm. and it grows mm-hmm. it metastasizes from there mm-hmm. um, but hopefully we're going to be able to get some legislative things done you need to be working uh, with your pastors leaders parents you need to be working with your local school boards to cut this stuff off you need to go assess what's being taught in our school mm-hmm. what are our kids being exposed to cut it off if it's wrong which it likely is unless it's dco it's probably wrong <laughs> there's maybe some other groups out there i'm not sure um but you need to find out what's being taught if it's wrong cut it off and then get a program like this brought in but the problem is Joy's not going to get the federal funding through the state to, to do this program. In fact, they're cutting their funding. The Biden administration has cut it. And you were grossly underfunded to begin with, mm-hmm. and now you lose more money because of the Biden administration. You go, and no, we're just not going to do that. Mm-hmm. If that's what you take, we have to do to get your money, we're not going to no. take your money. No. And we need more people in our state that will say that. Right. From legislators, decision makers, president, council presidents, you know, school board presidents need to say, no, we don't want that money. Mm-hmm. 
But that means we got to raise the money to get this program into our schools and push out those other programs. Mm -hmm. So I think the big deal is that we know there there's an alternative mm -hmm. to this, and it can be brought in. Yes. It's that easy. Mm hmm Walk us through it. Well, you know, we started in public schools, and, and the majority of what we do as an, an educational organization is teach in public schools. And in the Hendersonville, Tennessee area where we started, um, we have a huge support system of churches and individuals. We have an event, an annual event every year that will have 450 people attend, and we'll raise close to $200,000 mm -hmm. At that event, what happens is when we get a call from a county, let's say across the state, or we get a call from a county in Alabama that says, hey, can you come and teach in our schools? If we don't have the funding mm -hmm. from that local area, it's very difficult for us to be able to say, yes, we can come. You can outpunch your coverage real Right. Quick. We, and we've done that in many cases yeah. where we've gone into a county because we're like, yes, okay, they want us to come to this school system and we go. And then before you know it, you're in every single middle school and high school in that county and you now need another part-time part or full-time educator. And so you can very quickly outkick your coverage. You and I have had the same discussion because it's the same problem we always have with first priority. Yes. Yes. You know, you the people want it, yeah. but if you go there and do it, you can't maintain it. You can't do right. it right, and then then you're not really doing anything well because right. you get so spread out. You've yeah. outkicked your coverage, so to speak. Um, so um, we need funding like you're finding in Tennessee, and that's yeah. still not enough. Right. But uh, we need that here, and so um, we do encourage you if you want to know more, get involved. Uh, get exposed as a parent to the um, uh, to the content that they're able to bring. We want to get you out to the Parent Power event yes. in Hartsell, Alabama. Perfect location for this listening audience. Most ev everybody listening to me is within an hour or two of Hartsell. Yes. You're not just a couple of miles off the interstate, off I-65, right. uh, if you're coming from north or south. But many of you know how to access uh, Hartsell, Alabama and uh, go experience that's a great town head over there um, we don't want to want you to neglect your church on a sunday evening but if you can get there october 23rd mm -hmm. come and be a part of that yes i'm absolutely. gonna i'm gonna try myself to get there awesome I, I wasn't aware of this until now and that is not this sunday next sunday but next it's a week mm -hmm. from sunday week from sunday so boom here it yes. is yes um we need to get people out there they go to your website Yes. Find out a lot more about it. Yes, the event's on the website. And we are inviting parents, grandparents, educators, anyone who has interest and concern for children, whether it's your own children or the children of your community. Because, you know, as the children of a community go, so the community goes. Mm -hmm. And so what we're seeing is that children who are exposed to some of these radical programs um, are not um, able to handle decision-making well. And then when, when you start looking for employees 10 years down the road, you don't really have a workforce that's that's well yeah. qualified, yeah. and our churches are doing as much as they can. But we've got, as parents and community leaders, yeah. we've got to be able to do this. Well, I tell you, icing on the cake. You know what it's going to be for that when we when we turn the marijuana loose here in the state, which oh. is about to happen. Oh on goodness. top of it, Nate, coming at it from a uh, you know uh, you know twenty five year old minister. Uh, Talk about youth ministry in this and where it's at and youth pastors and, and how they're navigating this maybe in college. 
I think uh, the tricky thing is with a lot of youth pastors, youth ministers, uh, directors, whatever your title Mm -hmm. is, uh, there's been a large movement, and I guess it's always been there, but uh, in recent times of being kind of like buds with your uh, your students in the youth ministry kind of like their older brother they're kind of you know you just hang out and even that terminology to where some of these things are unpopular Mm -hmm. and calling out certain behaviors uh, talking about having certain messages on certain topics Uh, a lot of youth pastors will shy away from that because it doesn't uh, what's the word used today Uh, vibe it's not the right vibe Mm. for for the right crowd (laughs) and and so and so I would encourage uh, our youth pastors out there that are listening that this is worth talking about Uh, so uh, get educated as you can know the statistics know the various things out there in the schools and and take a stand and you guys have the resources for that to help them do do we have a biblically based sex education program that we created specifically for student pastors to use with their groups and actually a church in Birmingham is doing that now on Wednesday night with their students they're doing our six week um, program with their students and it's going very well, well. they I have like about 150 so kids I want you to call out the name of the church because people cross, need to know Cross Point Church in Trustful okay because mm-hmm. people need to know if you're in that area yeah. and you need a church here's a church that's dealing with oh, the yeah. issue they have 100, 110 the first night, and I think they had 150 last night. Uh, they'll probably have 500 before it's over because so, it's going to grow. I yeah. mean, there's a there's a hunger there, they, yeah. a need there for and, it. And, you know, that's the interesting thing that you say that because I've watched this occur. I worked in student ministry at our church in Hendersonville for 20 years and taught Sunday school and all of that. And what we see in the public school classroom is the same thing yes. that I saw at church. The kids are hungry mm-hmm. for truth. Mm-hmm. They know that things are not the way that it's being presented they know that it's not healthy but it's just the way that it is so you just go along to get along and we even had a student pastor a former student pastor um, when we spoke at another church in birmingham say that he was fired from his job for teaching the lifeway christian resources uh, material on sexuality and gender he was fired as a student pastor well they're hungry for truth and then you know we're too uh, bougie to teach it (laughs) yeah (laughs) basically Yeah. Or like a better way of saying it. it um, it's it's sad, really. It, it's that same style. You'll see it with uh, parenting. You'll see it with teachers where it's like the goal is always to be like the close friend or the best friend. And sometimes as a parent, you have to parent. As a youth pastor, you have to pastor. And, and think about the analogy with a shepherd with sheep. Sometimes a shepherd has that, uh, what's that implement they have? Uh, the staff. Right? The, the staff. And, and sometimes that's not a fun part of the job, but you have it for a reason. So youth pastors, I know we want to be buddies and we want to be everyone's uh best friend but uh, sometimes you're going to have to speak on these things even when it's not fun in the culture and you might not get a lot of uh you know uh, props or you know whatever you're looking for it won't be a popular move to do but we got to do it yeah And, and as we're talking on the television uh there's a mom in north carolina they're showing on the news at a city at a school board meeting reading and holding up pictures of a graphic book that's in their schools uh there in the library. Yeah, yeah. And, and I can tell you what they were talking about, but I won't. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I don't know if it's in the library or in the – I don't know. But, I mean, just while we're talking mm-hmm. about it, it's on the news <laughs> right now in North Carolina. It's everywhere. And, and again, I, that's why I say if you don't think this is here, you are foolish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you don't think it's in our schools or, or right on the 
doorstep of your school, you're foolish. Mm -hmm. And I'm talking from a curriculum standpoint. Mm -hmm. You're foolish. It's already there. Mm -hmm. But I mean from a curriculum standpoint, it's there. But when you guys teach your material, give us some of the results, some of the testimonies. And I've seen this. My kids actually went through portions of this in their mm-hmm. public school. Mm-hmm. That's how I know about it. Tell right. us. Well, some of the students, um, we do a pre and a post test when we do our programs, whether it's a middle school program or either of our high school programs. And we get them to tell us, you know, what do you know before we ever start the program? We want to see what their baseline knowledge and opinions are. And then we do the same thing when it's over. And here's just a few of the comments. Um, this is from a 13-year-old young man. So that's a middle school student. I'm going to wait until marriage to have sex um from a 15 year old female i like that the instructors gave us facts not opinions and that they care a lot about us having a good life Um, another one said this is interesting given what we were just talking about i will never meet up with an online person that i don't know Mm. i will resist sexual activity until i'm married Um, that's becoming more and more important because sextortion has become a real serious issue for young people because what happens is the traffickers are any given day according to the fbi there's 500,000 traffickers looking for children online and 80 percent of all child sexual crimes originates from social media Hmm. and so what happens is on sextortion they get they lure this child in and then they get the child to click on the video button and they've got the video image of the child and they transpose that into a pornographic image and then extort money Mm -hmm. from them and we'll even go so far as to extort from the parents if the parents get involved and they're going to release it to the internet and Mm -hmm. so um, there was just a story on the nashville news this week about a child who almost committed suicide in nashville because of the sextortion and being fearful that this even though he did nothing wrong other than click a video Mm -hmm. click a button on his social media or his game. I don't remember which one he was playing, if it was a game or a social media app. And they got the video image of his face and then were able to transpose it onto a pornographic um, image. And and so there's just so many things out there that it's scary. But, you know, we're not called to be fearful. We're called to be faithful to do the job that God's called us to do, whether it's a parent. And as a parent, and I can tell you this from a Sunday school teacher with those girls, for 20 years they didn't want me to be their friend they did not want a friend they've got friends Mm -hmm. they wanted me to be the adult that was going to love them enough Mm -hmm. to tell them hard things and to challenge them you know as a teacher if i told you that i think you nate are capable of making an a in my class but greg you're going to talk the whole time mm-hmm. so you're probably going to get a c because you're not going to pay attention and take good well, you, notes you got me pinned that i was did just pin right. you didn't I? <laughs> so what are you what grade are you going to make a talk c the whole time you're going to talk c. the whole time and make a c and you're going to study because i've, I've leveled yeah. that expectation mm-hmm. so when parents or school districts or teachers don't expect good outcomes from students and for um, the choices to be made that are good and healthy, they're not going to make them. Yeah. I used to have friends at and, and just acquaintances at church that would say, well, I just really I just really feel like I need to give my daughter birth control pills so she won't get pregnant. I just don't want her to get pregnant. Or a dad, you know, I, I, teachers would tell us this all the time in the public school, you know, the dads give their boys condoms because they don't mm-hmm. want them to get a girl pregnant. Well, what have you just done? You've just said, I expect that you're going to have sure. sex. Yeah, yeah. 
just legitimized it. You just legitimized it. Well, and yesterday, and then we'll have to go to a break, I told a pastor yesterday, he was, you know, with my first priority, that's where people know me from to a great degree, and he was talking about their youth ministry. He said, yeah, we just hired a new youth minister, and he he said it almost apologetically. He said, uh, yeah, now he's 38, but almost like he was, and I said, look, man, you're on it. I said, most kids, they don't need a friend. They need a dad. They do. And if you hired a 38-year-old man, you might have just hired a father figure in, in those kids' lives because right. most of them need a dad. Yep. That's what we're missing. Yep. All right, we've got to take a break. We'll come back. Our final few moments. Priority talk. Often marketing agencies make high promises with low delivery. Business owners have been burnt by these types of companies time and time again. Dot Edison Marketing is built on integrity. They retain customers four times the industry average. Move past multiple vendors. Lost time. Lost money. Contact Dot Edison Marketing and find your marketing partner with integrity at its core. Call them at 205-332-3728 or go to their website at DotEdison.com. This is Greg, and I want you to know about my friend Jeff Harding and Alabama Reliable Roofing. Your local roofing expert since 1998, Alabama Reliable Roofing provides residential and commercial clients with exceptional roofing services. Jeff and his experienced team are well-equipped to provide repairs and installations of shingle and metal roofs. Look, I know the importance of a roof and that it's one of the biggest investments you make in your home, place of business, or church facilities. Alabama Reliable Roofing understands this as well and has the experience to work with your insurance company in case of storm damage. So whether your roof has suffered from storm damage and needs repairs, or it just may be time for a new roof, you need an inspection to determine the next steps. Company owner Jeff Harding is waiting on your phone call and will be personally involved with every job. Call him at 205-369-9630 for a no-obligation conversation and a free estimate. Look at their work on the Alabama Reliable Roofing Facebook page and then call Jeff at 205-369-9630. Alabama Reliable Roofing, 205-369-9630. It's time to pick up that phone and call Greg right now at Priority Talk at 205-941-1011. Everybody, this is Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man, and you're listening to Priority Talk with Greg Davis. Okay, we're back in, and our final few moments here, uh, talking decisions, choices, and options with Joy Wassel, dcoinc.org. And uh, we encourage you to go there, donate, uh, get involved, get the materials, uh, bring them to your church, bring them to your community, uh, bring them to your school, public, private, home, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got what you need to counter the perverted sex education movement 
that is afoot in Alabama. And don't think for a moment it is not, because it is. And, um, you know, for the most part, Joy, tell me if I'm wrong, parents or whoever's the parent role mm-hmm. and churches, we have become non-existent in this discussion. Mm-hmm. Wrong or am I right? No, you're correct. You're I correct. mean, we're just not a player. Right. Parents are afraid to talk to their kids about this, and strangely enough, so are youth pastors. Yeah. Because and pastors from the pulpit, forget oh, it. Oh, absolutely. Not gonna ha- very rare. Right. And so in a vacuum, what happens? It's filled. It's filled with something. And so that's what we're trying to, to really call everybody to action, if you want to call to action. It's to really... sit down and talk you know it's not just that one conversation that you have with a child that's awkward Mm -hmm. it's it's the way you go about life and when you see something on the news or or your child comes home and tells a story about um you know someone that had a gender identity question you know being afraid to talk about and i think it comes back to being biblically aligned so that you have that strength Mm -hmm. of you know this is this is what God says. This is the way God established the order of creation. And so if he established it, then that's the way it works the yeah. best. Well, we need more people that will be willing to say that from the pulpit, from the Bible study, but it's just not being said enough. I think I may – maybe I told you this. I can't remember. You know, um, I became you know good friends with Josh McDowell back some mm-hmm. years ago and uh, not as close with Sean, his son, but a little bit. But um, one time I was um, on a – little deal with Sean, his son, and uh, people were just asking questions. And they asked Sean, they said, Sean, when did your dad have the sex talk with you? What, you know, when, when did he have it? And we were, you know, expecting a, you know, a good answer. Or when did Josh McDowell have this talk with his son? And his answer was, he thought, and he said, I can't remember a time when my dad wasn't talking about sex. <laughs> <laughs> He always was talking about it. That's mm-hmm. what he said. Mm-hmm. He said he always was mm-hmm. talking about it. Mm-hmm. So what you said, it's not a one-time no. kind of thing. And so you guys can help parents mm-hmm. do that. Mm-hmm. And they've got incredible resources, folks. Look, it's first class uh, from content to context, the look. Mm-hmm. I love the way all your stuff always looks so good. You guys said you have an incredible graphic artist. <laughs> but the resources are just wonderful. Um, but it's important that it all pulls together. Yeah. It's it, yeah. one piece of the puzzle doesn't do it. Mm-hmm. It it what what are the pieces of the puzzle around a kid? The pieces of the puzzle are number one the parents and parents abdicating their responsibility to either the school or the youth pastor or the church is not the way it was intended because mm-hmm. in Deuteronomy it says teach them diligently and he's talking mm-hmm. to the parents mm-hmm. and so the parents are first and foremost in that child's life and they're going to model after your behavior not just your words as we all know but then secondly would be their church environment um, their community environment the community organization that they're involved with, and certainly their school. And so all of those elements have to come together around the child to create that protective environment in which that child can grow and flourish and be safe from all of these outside forces that are firing nuclear weapons daily against children as young as five and six years old. Mm. You're right, and it's all of it. And so Mm -hmm. everybody needs to find out you know what's your role mm-hmm. you know where are you at in this yeah. and and plug in and get involved and do it 
We talked about a lot today. I mean, a lot. We wound up keeping Joy here for basically the whole two hours of the show. We did uh, have one uh, short break in that when we uh, were so glad to uh, uh, have on our pastor of the week, which was Benjamin Winslet from Flint River Primitive Baptist Church up in the Huntsville area. And uh, so congratulations to uh, Pastor Winslet for being the uh, WXJC Pastor of the Week during Pastor Appreciation Month. If you'd like to nominate your pastor, go to WXJCRadio.com, and you can do that. And so uh, Benjamin won a $100 gift card, Visa gift card, and uh, got some recognition, which uh, he was very humble about and very appreciative. Um, But uh, we did have that conversation. But other than that, Joy um, sat here with us the full two hours and uh, you can go back and listen to all of it, okay? So it'll be uh, at our podcast very soon, Priority Talk Radio. You can listen to the audio. That's probably the easiest way to get it all in one place, Priority Talk Radio on your favorite podcast platform, or you can go to the website and just click on one, PriorityTalkRadio.com. But uh, this is there. Go out and share it with some other folks. Say, hey, here's a ministry I wasn't aware of. You need to know about it. Share it. Let them hear Joy's story and the work she's been doing now for 20 years. And uh, and it's, I mean, you couldn't even have imagined 20 years ago how much this was needed right now. Oh, no. You couldn't even all. see the Not need. Not at all. But, but you're here and you've got what we need. You mm-hmm. got it. Mm-hmm. We just got to fund it, take advantage of it, get it out there. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to do what we can. All right, October 23rd, Hartsville, Alabama. Go to our website, find it. You can come out and get some training as a parent. Yes. Uh, you'll become much more aware. And we're hoping through that it's going to result in some more uh, funding as well. Mm-hmm. But that's not you don't have to do that to come right. to the event. Right. You can no just cost. go on there, no cost, show up at West Hartsell Baptist Church uh, right off I-65 there uh, between Coleman and, uh, and Huntsville. Decatur. In Decatur, mm-hmm. yeah, in that area. And uh, many of you are listening. You're within 30 minutes to an hour, maybe an hour and a half of that. Easy to get there. We want you to do it October 23rd, 5 p.m. Hopefully 615. 615. 615. Where did I get 530? I don't know. <laughs> 615. Hopefully I'll be there. Yes. Have a great evening, everybody. Joy, can't thank you enough. Thank you for having me. It was yeah. a pl- Nate, privilege you, to be brother. here. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Listen in, 5 p.m. Cleet Hux will be back with us tomorrow during the 6 o'clock hour as we continue our conversation, How America Became Pagan. Wow. It'll be part 5 tomorrow, I believe. I've lost track of how many weeks. Six, maybe. Seven. All right, yeah, I'm yeah, one behind. And we have been doing this now for a month or two. And uh, every Friday during the 6 p.m. hour, How America Became Pagan. And tomorrow we really dive into uh, paganism through the venue of sports. We've been through education. Now we're into sports. And then we're headed into some other areas in the weeks to come. Priority Talk Radio. Go find the podcast. Check it out, friends.